Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Pandit Three on a Pint. We are four blogs having an above-average football conversation. I'm very excited to record this episode because it's been two weeks since we haven't recorded, and we are back. We finally found some time uh, where uh, all of us are free and we're together, and we can go ahead and record this episode. Joining me on the podcast today, as usual, is Vaishnav, Akshat, and Po. It's good to have you guys. And um, today we're going to talk about the uh, top four. race to the premier league the title challenge and uh, get a little bit on how maybe the the top 6 will look uh, at the end of the season there's not long to go some teams have about 8 games to play some teams have 9 uh, arsenal have about uh, arsenal have 10 right po if i'm not wrong they have two games in hand no i think it's only uh, one game in hand no against you lot uh, arsenal and chelsea have uh, 10 games in hand and that's because they have to play against each other but yeah we will get into that They play against Chelsea and Tottenham, but yeah. Yeah. So you guys want to start off by talking about the 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 top two, uh, City Liverpool. It's it's getting heated up, right? I mean, it's getting very very serious now. It looked at one point that City were absolutely running away with the title, but uh, there's there's not a lot on the top. There's only one point difference, and Liverpool and City are playing on on the tenth or twelfth of April. I think it's the twelfth. No, it's the tenth, right? The tenth. and that yeah. is going to be a fucking amazing game i mean even without a title challenge on the cards city and liverpool have been like have been sort of the modern day game to to look out for on the calendar you know it's got the kind of hype that it that the el clasico had at one point and those games are just beautiful like really really good football really intense both teams don't back down but this time there's uh the title on the line so even uh, a, a lot of pressure and uh, a lot of the tactical side is going to come into play for this one yeah uh about before going ahead i think we, i should just like kind of read out the fixtures that they have remaining cuz um city have to play burnley um they have to play liverpool wolves brighton watford leeds newcastle west ham and aston villa to end the season right so all extremely extremely winnable winnable games for them apart from that one game against liverpool um whereas liverpool i think have a has a slightly tougher fixtures they play watford city um aston villa they play against united everton spurs um newcastle Wolves, Southampton, and I think another one against Arsenal. Po, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think it's done. No, both the games are done. Oh, okay, but but they're still playing. Say United, Spurs, and overall, I think they have a, a few more difficult fixtures than um, City do. I don't really think so, man. I think it's going to come down to that City Liverpool game. Yeah, no, that that's that's for Liverpool. It's almost a must win. I would say. because they are behind city by one point um city are going into the next weekend with 70 liverpool with 69 um and i i don't know because surprisingly liverpool are the informed team um also we have to take into account that uh city do have the tougher opponent in the champions league they're playing atletico madrid and basically city from are playing atletico on the 5th liverpool on oh, the 10th yeah. atletico on the 13th and then liverpool in the fa cup semi finals on the 16th so they have that i mean incredible uh, incredible run of games in those uh, 11 days so um i i don't know i i agree with you i i think that uh, that game which we're going to see on the 10th of april is 
probably going to tell us which direction the title is headed yeah let's also talk about like liverpool's fixtures uh, at home at anfield so they're playing watford at home they are playing city away which is huge they're going to be playing uh, united at anfield everton at anfield spurs at anfield wolves at anfield and liverpool are a team that just for some reason do not lose at anfield especially in these kind of situations um i don't think virgil van dijk has lost a premier league game at anfield yet right mm-hmm. Yeah, that record still stands. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When the the two or three times I think they lost last season at Anfield was when Van Dijk was injured. So ever since he's back, they haven't lost at Anfield again, and that's huge for Liverpool. No, um, like ever, like when Van Dijk's playing at Liverpool. When yeah. Van Dijk's playing, they haven't lost at Anfield in the Premier League. That's right. Wow. And I think the only other game that they lost was against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. Uh, quarters right yeah so very interesting uh, there uh, again it's going to come down to city liverpool do you guys want to quickly like give your predictions on how that game might turn out to be it's at etihad i don't know man i don't <laughs> think it's a tough game to call y- yeah <laughs> really put everyone on the spot <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, what do you think is going to happen? Just like very, very rough predictions. I feel like it's easy to call a Liverpool win because of Pep Bottleyola. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no man, I really forced that. <laughs> Kyle Walker as the number nine. I don't know, man. I mean, City are great. Dude. City are probably the best team in the UK right now. But uh, I just feel like in the Champions League, it's never clicked for them, and there's some things that that. I guess that juju, for lack of a better word, might just not go. You know, some things just don't happen, man. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. And I'm not saying Pep's not going to win it. In fact, I think if any year City would win it, it was this year. But yeah, that's that's like a throw of a dice, man. That's such a hard call to make. But you're right. I think the I think what Akshat said with in terms of uh, the fixture running is a big deal, no? Like that difference. Yes, C- City do have. Tougher fixtures heading into that game, but more interestingly, I think um, we both know that that both teams have just incredible attack, an incredible, incredible attack. But they also have been very, very. Um, Everyone, uh, everyone's fit or what? Mm, no big injuries, no big misses. no no big injuries I can think of. Because mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody who's out. Salah, that whole Afcon stuff, he's back. Everybody's back, right? Full. Flex. I think except Thiago, there's no. Uh, but Thiago like, had already been out, no? Yeah. Yeah. He he came back and he got injured yeah. again. <laughs> oh, did he? I was just gonna say, didn't he come back? But I didn't know he got yeah, injured. Yeah, he came again. back. He came back and he got injured again. It's the same thing, right? Dude, he he came on. Dude, Amar, he came on against Nottingham Forest, dude. Like the last fixture, I think he's back again from the second injury also. Oh, crazy! Yeah, okay. yeah. But I I just think like both teams have such an incredible defense. That's probably going to decide the game. For some reason, I don't see think we're going to get a crazy. We've had some extremely crazy Liverpool City fixtures. I think at Anfield especially. Um, even though this one's at Etihad, but I I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring one. I because maybe there's a bit of pragmatism to City, but the fact that they can go away with a draw and still be ahead of Liverpool is going to be a major major factor in this game. 
I if City score one, I don't think they are going to go all out and get it. Go for the second, third, fourth, fifth. Even though you'd think that's what Guardiola likes to do, I think he knows the importance of this one game. That even even you know conceding one goal would still kind of be a victory for them in that situation. So on the contrary, man, like I I think both the teams don't want to concede the first goal. That's for sure. So there will be a bit of pragmatism, but. Uh, on the other hand, if we do get an early goal, then I think we're going to see like an absolute crack of a game because both teams have to take it take it on to the other. If Liverpool score first, City are going to go for it, and if City score first, Liverpool have to go for it. Both teams don't have a choice. But mathematically, like Liverpool win if every if 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 they win everything. No, if no, but Liverpool are still a no. Liverpool are a point behind now. They're a point behind. No, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So they okay. That's what I want to know. Okay, yeah. I thought there were two points behind. But we've been here before, no? Like that centurion. Shut the fuck up! Like, oh, I thought you're talking about goal difference, title decided. No, no. <laughs> Centur- like a couple of years ago, I'm talking. I'm still on the Liverpool City topic. So that was that also ended with one point only, no? A goal difference. No, one point or two points. One I'm not point. exactly sure, but yeah. So there was there was that uh, that 98 uh, City, 97 Liverpool. In uh, that was the final goal. Uh, oh, that wasn't the Centurion season then, was it the? No, the Centurion season the... was a, a a more clear margin by I think like four five points or something. It wasn't okay. Like much. So I was talking about this one, then the ninety eight ninety seven one. So I think that season, this like this one point difference was there for a while, and there was continuous pressure throughout like the run in. No, like Liverpool win the game, and then it's up to City, or whether it's like or, or the other way around, and. Yeah, but then, Po, you have to consider that at that time, Liverpool hadn't won anything. That was the season they won the Champions League finals. Yeah. So, that, so th- from there is when that winning mentality for that team really started off. You know, they're a very different team now than they were in that title race because the, the pressure City could handle, Liverpool couldn't. But now I think Liverpool are more primed. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty much the same set of players to go on and win this. I kind of agree, but like the thing is, at that season there was it wasn't something like Liverpool crumbled under pressure, no, because even they were at it like hundred percent, and City were at it hundred percent. It was just that one point difference that was maintained throughout the run, and City still ended up winning. Like both of the teams didn't give in. Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but so, but but City beat Liverpool that year. The game between the two probably one time, no? Like I don't know if it was. Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember. City beat Liverpool, which in in the end obviously decided the title. So this game does count for a lot because we both know that these teams can go on just a ridiculous run and literally win. Both the teams can go ahead and win their last nine games. It's like you know, it's it's yeah. completely within the realms of of probability. So I I don't know, man. I, I I'm I'm still of the opinion that whoever wins this this uh, game wins the title. Um, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the players, right? Because Salah is continuous is continuing to have an absolutely incredible season, and City they're the kind of team where everyone just continues to chip in, right? Like every every single player on that team can score. We have Phil Foden scoring some insane goals. Bernardo Silva has been crazy. Kevin De Bruyne has come back and looked good. Maybe not scoring as much, but he's looked really good. So. I mean, how how do you how do you stop that team? And it's not just that. I I think even City have that advantage that when they're rotating as well, they still look very strong. It's not that their entire setup play depends on a few players. 
um even when de bruyne is out uh, they have someone covering for him uh, rodri is doing really well mahrez comes in um for a couple of games and looks really good Who's sterling scores a, a hat trick mahrez has also had an incredible season so far yeah and then on their uh, full back positions it's either zinchenko or kyle walker both can fit into that role very well Yeah, I'd like to give Liverpool also credit for doing that, but like they haven't done it like as fast as City have, but like they've gradually built a strong bench even like over the last couple of transfer windows, haven't they? Like you you have that traditional Salah, Mane, and Firmino if he plays, and then you still got Jota and Luis Diaz on the bench, okay, like in the attacking front. So even the bench options are. on the same level as your starting 11 i'd say because both of those people uh, both of those players they look freaking incredible right now diaz and jota i mean jota irks me cuz that man can miss the simplest of chances but end up scoring the weirdest of goals so uh, he's weird man like I, I, he kind of pisses me off but cutting edge <laughs> dude like and he always turns up against arsenal okay so no but he, Credit to Liverpool for building a strong bench too, because uh, even Simicast at the back, he plays damn good. I'd say like he can be a good rotation for Robbo whenever he needs to be. But of course, City have their resources to do like to put out a carbon copy eleven, a starting eleven against like anybody else with that bench. So yeah, how good has uh, Trent been this season though? Oof. He's, he's just come back so strongly after that England uh, England snub. I think yeah. he deserves to be a shout out for the player of the year also. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. He's been incredible. Um all of his uh, criticism on his defensive abilities is, is is evaporated now and over excited Liverpool fans are calling him the best right back in ever in the Premier League which I think is wrong too. but he has come back very strongly i don't think so this there was a really interesting article like one of those data driven articles they do where they take a look at you know the defensive impact in terms of aerial duel one um uh, duels one on the ground pressures you know taking all of these things into account and uh, and from purely purely defensive point of view his numbers don't stack up to the other three english center backs which are reese james vice right backs but yeah like the the idea is the same thing that we've always known what his strengths and weaknesses are yeah yeah it's not I a know. surprise but but yeah i i just don't agree with the fact you know like he he is the best modern fullback but let's not pretend that he's a great defensive fullback he's average at best and the thing is if you're the best attacking fullback in the world and you're even average at defense you're still one of the best right backs in the world which is what he is yeah exactly it's but that system works perfectly for him no like yeah, in exactly. that team, exactly he is yeah the exactly. best freaking fullback in the world yep exactly yep yeah i would have in my team <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the biggest compliment i can give him <laughs> He's been a regular in my FPL team, and I don't, I, and I don't see it uh, very far from the realms of possibility for him to pull the alarm and start pulling the strings in central midfield later on. No, man, I don't get this discussion right now. Sorry, I do not agree with it. He's going to be a crazy central midfielder, but look at what he's done at right back. So why do you want to take away that he does? He does two roles in one, starting from right back. He does the centre midfield role and the right back role. And when he's already giving this kind of crazy output, why would you even start thinking like saying, okay, 
ஆமாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்ட்ரேலியாஸ்
let's talk about uh, let's go down the table let's talk about chelsea do you think that third place position is not going to move chelsea have more or less cemented that third place they're not going to go above the table and they're not going to drop down either i think the talking points of chelsea right now have to do with things <laughs> not related to football and i we should probably do that as our next episode as to what is going to happen what has happened maybe yeah, a deep dive yeah it's a good point and also like they need to get gas first bro for fucking bus and shit like i knew that would get a laugh from po yeah we, we definitely we definitely are seeing an exodus at chelsea next season um, i think three players are out of contract they can't renew the contracts uh, let's see if uh, they're still that kind of club with that stature to attract the big names oh definitely dude definitely but no but there are lots of talking points of tukul leaving too no no tukul has has never maybe you know honestly if 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 this is handled well like the way that chelsea could come out of this entire situation could be incredibly good for their image and them as like the battered down people's club but that will not happen cuz it's a fucking it's the it's a snob club from london man let's not like you know means yeah. words right so it's they like, valued they valued at 4 billion for a takeover they they shortlisted i think five five names who are going to buy that and i think 4 billion takeover is the second highest no i mean i definitely believe that they valued that much okay but in this situation when you have to sell when it's under government administration and when like what is his name uh, roman would definitely want to be like take it and go right now like just give me the money yeah but then there is it's a buyers market bro it's a buyers market there are more than no that's what he's saying that's what po is saying the buyers market being that he won't make the value that he's quoting of this 4 billion like that's exactly that i even mean, if, if they value at 10 billion like they don't like even though they don't deserve to be but still no one thing <laughs> jack shit like i i better go for like a billion or like little below that as well Roman got oh, for a million. You mean you don't have to be against everything Chelsea does, bro? Oh, you guys, okay. you guys, you guys realize that if Chelsea go for less than a billion, or even if they go for a billion, the football Twitter is going to be like, you guys are worth four Neymar's or five Neymar's or yeah, some shit like dude, that. Yeah, they're worth way more. They're worth way, way more. They're definitely worth way more. That's what we're trying they'll to say. Be, no, like, they'll go for way more, also, bro. They, it's <laughs> they definitely will. Um in terms of in terms of the season right now what do you guys think about Chelsea we've we've seen a slip in terms of performances in general but they're still getting away with that 1-0 2-0 wins seriously so they they are really really at it right now dude at this point of the season i think they've won their last 5 um good results um i think they scraped by newcastle but a good result against burnley i mean they haven't played a lot of premier league football because of the whole club world cup and league cup and fa cup and what not they haven't really played much this season uh, i mean this year uh, but um, i mean they beat spurs and they look good i i i had issues with chelsea's form maybe like a month ago but they look pretty golden for the third spot but i feel like they're the same team since two months of tuchel coming in being really good and now like yeah you're right a couple moments off and on but i feel like they're, they're the not same conceding as many um, they didn't they didn't concede against spurs clean sheet against burnley clean sheet against newcastle clean sheet against crystal palace this has been like a common trend from for a long start. time right yeah. Yeah. yeah this is like his thing they had like there. one off month in december but that's hmm. otherwise it's just been the way tuchel's chelsea play 
that's what I did not like about the situation that they're in currently now. This created a perfect us versus them mentality for them. They can, they can, like Tuchel doesn't need to even think about his team talks anymore. He can just be like, bros, everyone's against us. Go out for it. That's all he needs to say now. Like freaking. And he's also, he's also a great coach and it's a good system and it's great players. But you're right, I'm sure that's also driving it. This Havertz or someone had uh, offered to pay for flight tickets, you know, or pay for something. Yeah, something. for the fans. Yeah. For the fans. Oh, nice. I think they're all doing that. I think they're all taking like a salary cut. No, no, they're not, dude, Amar. Yeah. They're not. I don't think they would. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> no, they're definitely not. Like, they can't even renegotiate their contracts. So, they they literally cannot. They cannot yeah. change their anything. But, which oh, but, I, but I was not talking about that. I was talking about Havertz or someone talking about for the first team to travel. For, one of, for the first team, for one of these FA Cup games. I don't know, I'm chuckling. It's just mind-boggling to me. Did you see the statement that they put out against uh, before their uh, game against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup? They're like, due to sporting integrity, we'd like to play this game on like behind closed doors because Chelsea fans can't, uh, like, they can't go to Middlesbrough and, like, oh, because they can't sell away tickets anymore. And they had the balls to say it was because of sporting integrity. And everyone took to them so bad, bro. Loved it. Loved those five past four or five days whenever uh, <laughs> the game was done. Chelsea getting took that. Oh, is extremely salty, bro. Salt extremely salty. is not good for your body. Bro, fuck Chelsea. I, no, I blame... I blame... Okay, this... I think this should be for the Chelsea part, but let me just put out one thing. Like, I blame Chelsea for the whole way the footballing world is right now. Like, the, the owners, the money... Okay, okay. We are saving this. Let us save this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... Yeah, we got to talk about this. This is going to be a heated argument. Yeah. But... But but the, the Chelsea, I think they are... This is so unfortunate timing for them because I'm, I'm talking about half their defense being out of contract and them currently not being able to renegotiate any contracts. So, rumors are that Aspi and Christensen have already signed, not signed, but like agreed verbal agreement deals with other clubs. Um, uh, Christensen with Barca, Aspi, I am not sure with who. I don't. Even Rudiger, even Rudiger with Juventus are very strong uh, uh, talks. So all three of them. Yeah, yeah and Rudiger has. He's the guy who's played the most games for Chelsea this season. Um, followed by I think it was Thiago Silva and then uh, Azpilicueta so it's not like you know they're bench players it's their team <laughs> they're literally their back line which um, is probably going to move away um, so that's something to look for for next season but uh, this season I mean uh, it's even if they don't finish third it'll take like a miracle run from Arsenal to finish third above them or even Spurs United but no United definitely not but I don't think they'll drop out the top four. I think they're pretty safe. Fuck and that there's whole no way they hope went so fast, bro. Like he said United and then he's like... Ah. <laughs> Third is pretty much set, I think, for, for Chelsea. I don't think any any team below them is going to beat them. And no, uh, they're not going to catch up to the title challengers. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, fourth, fifth, sixth and maybe a seventh with Wolves who have like an outside shout. Maybe. Uh, but... We have Arsenal at 4th with 54, 28 games played. Spurs are 5th 
with 51 points, 29 games played. United, 29 games played with 50. West Ham, 30 games with 48 points. And Wolves, 30 games with 46. It's one of the most exciting um, top four challenges. You're basically competing for one spot now. There are four teams with a shout. Um, we'll start off with Arsenal. Really, really good run of games, right? Wait, wait, They've Amar, Amar. Turned... I have yeah. this list in front of me. I just have to read it off because it's this is amazing. Like this, this is what I love the Premier League for. Um, mm-hmm. March, okay, wait. March twelfth was United versus Spurs. March sixteenth was Arsenal versus Pool. April twentieth is Chelsea versus Arsenal. Twenty third is Arsenal versus Manchester United. Twenty fourth is Chelsea versus West Ham. Fourteenth uh, is United versus Chelsea, and then there's a Tottenham versus Arsenal game, which is yet to be you know announced. Like when yet that's to be played. decided. Yeah. Fuck yeah, them, bro. So... Fuck the Premier League. They could have scheduled that game. <laughs> this started out Where? so nicely. <laughs> no, they, they could have scheduled that game. In February, where we played only like two games or one game, I don't remember how many games we played, but we didn't play at all. Right? And in no, there was. Arsenal keep... cancelled the fixture against Liverpool and Spurs, right? And it was cancelled on Arsenal's request. So you can't blame the Premier League for that. Uh, only one game. We cancelled the Spurs game. Liverpool. Yeah, not Liverpool. No, Spurs game. Liverpool were the ones that cancelled against us. And then the whole. Uh, did they lie about their uh, COVID uh, results? That shit. Okay. That whole uh, okay. discussion came up, no? But yeah, they could have scheduled the Arsenal Tottenham game anytime in February. But no, they want to keep it in their back pocket, like so that when the run in gets hot, they can place it somewhere in between, like or towards the end, and then they'll be like, this okay, guy fine. Is on his own conspiracy theories, dude. <laughs> no, man, it sucks, man. Like, they want drama, but just finish the game off. But Arsenal have had a good run, right? Uh, they've turned their season around. They were absolutely ridiculed at the start. It was not going well for Arteta. Um, somewhere in between, they started picking up the points. Uh, uh, very, very uh, good core uh, of youth that is now coming up. Uh, Saka has always been great, but uh, it's, Martinelli has been super impressive. Odegaard has been super impressive. Uh, no better person to talk about Arsenal season than Popo. What do you, what do you have to say? I want to talk about Arsenal after the season, but I don't want to jinx it. But okay, since we are, uh, this won't be this. out for another week. Think yeah, of that. I mean, I'd rather have this at the end of the season. Like, if I'm supposed to be talking about Arsenal, I I, I get them, my post saying that because out of the three clubs, they do have the toughest run-in, so yeah. anything can happen at this stage. Oh, like, really? I, I get. Yeah, we do. They, dude, they have Chelsea, United, Spurs, and West Ham. I mean, they're playing all the rivals. So, so United are playing Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool. So that's three versus four. Tough. I mean, okay, fine if we're going there, but I'll count Liverpool <laughs> as into too strong. <laughs> but the number of points that. on grab is the same, no? Like we lose three points. I know we, you know, everyone knows if we're going to lose three points. But we can move on after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Liverpool game was... Uh, you can chalk it off, bro. Like, even I didn't count that game in this season. Like, it's <laughs> not meant to be. That is sitting... Yeah, like, City always just, beat us. At the end of the season also, for us, it'll say played 36. But, that City game, that Liverpool game. It shouldn't count in the played call. Yeah, like, no. Remove both those, uh, like... A home and away fixture, bro. Like, 34 games is enough for the season. But, but we, we, we had such a good record against City, away especially in the last 5-6 years. We, yeah. We've won more than we've lost. 
Crystal Palace have a very good record against City. Spurs, bro, that is what I hate. They have a very good record against City. City have these bogey teams, bro. Like, and yeah. you guys are one of them. You know, Wenger had said this, I think, like, you don't need to win these games, like, the top four opponent games. Like, you can chalk them off, actually. As long as you win the rest of them, like, win or, like, have results favoring you. Because that's what you, all you need to get into the top four. Like, you barely that's play what how how many, like you play like how many four, four three to two three to two yeah six games against those top four <laughs> quick maths my yeah my math sucks okay but yeah you play six games whereas you have thirty other games that you can try to win okay yeah. Vaishnav what do you think are the chances uh-huh. for United's top four finish or maybe <laughs> or is it going to be like uh, Arsenal or Spurs I watch other teams play bro <laughs> I feel like it's Arsenal running through. I mean, United definitely have a shout, bro. But I don't see any... Like, I don't see United honestly putting a run of games together. Like, yeah. I, I don't see them not... Like, it's not like United are going to lose every single game. And in fact, some of those harder fixtures, we might snatch a draw from late drama with a penalty after full time. So I sense one of these moments are happening soon. One of these spicy United moments. <laughs> I hope, bro, at least yeah. I get that. I've not had that in a long time. <laughs> Fucking sucks. But yeah, I mean, Arsenal, I feel unequivocally, uh, maybe if not oh, for the fixture list, the best running into it. This can't be jinxed. This is objective. This is just, definitely I, jinxing it, darling. No, I'm not saying they're going, they, are, they are going to qualify. I'm saying they're the best place to qualify in terms of how yeah, they have been. That is the yeah. yeah, I mean, if Arsenal have a game in hand from Spurs and United and if they win that game... There's a seven-point gap between United that, and a six-point. That game in hand is against Chelsea. That game oh, in yeah. hand is Chelsea. Yeah. So yeah. Chalk that off. Like, okay, I think we have a chance. Don't chalk it Chelsea, off, but, but it's a it's a tough one. It's, yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not something yeah, you can assume three it's points. It's not one or three points assumed. Yeah. It's all up for grabs, baby. Interesting. Is anyone bold enough to give a prediction? Like, do you want to say who's going to finish top four? The Poe is not going to say I know because I'll say Arsenal to jinx it. Fuck you, da. I am... I'm going to surprise everyone and pick Spurs. Okay, thank God, no. Thank God, bro. That's, that's a more likely pick. Is this a jinx, Akshat? No, this isn't. Because, you know, I'm a Conte simp at this point. And <laughs> <laughs> they they have their front two playing the best they've played. They've reached top Kane and Son form peak, right now. Peak, final form. Yeah. And they have the easiest fixtures out of out of the three contenders right now. Um, they have Arsenal and Liverpool. But then apart from that, they have pretty much all winnable games. Um, so, but it's a non like it's the winnable games that Spurs managed to fuck up somehow. Like, they they're really good against the big teams. But when you have those two guys um, in top form, which they have, I mean, they actually yeah, have like not been in top card. form. Yeah, they haven't been in top form for much of the season. Like, Kane struggled at the start of the season. Son also like, was injured. He didn't score. Like he he's yeah he was having a really really bad start. Yeah, he scored, I think, like, four or five goals in the Conference League in, like, two games and that kind of padded his stats a bit. But he was, like, having a Premier League drought at the time. But right now, again, like, when those two combine, they're really good. And, I, you know, again, Conte simping is happening. So, they're finishing fourth, I think. <laughs> Even that kid on the right, um, Dejan Kulusevski. He's been yeah, good he started really well. 
He's had a really good start to his career, I suppose. Oh, how old is uh, Kulichevsky? I think 21 or 22. Okay. Fuck, <laughs> man. Shit, bro. I can't forget that moment, bro. Fuck. For, for listeners who have no idea what's going on, it's, I think, the transfer episode which we did, the January transfer window. <laughs> Go to minute 29 and listen to two minutes from there. <laughs> the amount of times I've heard that clipping. <laughs> I had an out-of-body experience, bro. I could not stop laughing. It took both of us a, a solid four minutes to realize post not connected anymore. <laughs> Whenever Post says kid, I'm going to start laughing now. <laughs> no, whenever he talks about a player and he said, oh, this kid from here, I'm going to laugh every single time. <laughs> no, but he's right. Kuluchevsi has been a really good addition. Um, a lot of... Uh, 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 Tottenham got a lot of stick for signing like random midfielders, but I think it's worked out for them. Uh, Doherty has come back into form, which is good to see in, in the right-back position. He's really fitting into that Conte mould. Uh, Eric Dyer surprisingly, has been good. But then every manager comes and says that Eric Dyer is the best centre-back and then after two months, they say that Eric Dyer is a complete donkey and we don't see Eric Dyer again for a really long time. Because he runs it off into the stands to hit someone. Bro, my my favourite Eric Dyer moment is when we went to take a dump and Mourinho got him back outside from the washroom. Like, that is gold Mourinho moments, bro. Fuck. He actually ran behind him. I want to ask you... uh, are you still a Conte simp after what you've seen him do with, like, after you've seen him at Spurs? What you've seen him do is, like, he's committed war crimes, bro. No, <laughs> no, no, like, what we know he's, now. Come, he's been freaking crying in the media every single, like, press but, conference chances he but gets. But that's, bro. dude, that's what he does. I mean, I, I, see, he's one of the guys who doesn't take shit from his board everywhere. He won the yeah, the Serie A with Inter Milan and he left because the board was like, fuck it, we're not we're not doubling down on, on our season. But doubling, right? you know that Spurs are shit and like Enoch and Levi are but, like... But I, that's his attitude. Like, I, And I respect that he came and he and he had the same standards he's always had. And he just because he's at Spurs, he, does, he refuses to drop his own standards. I actually respect that about him. Oof, bro, any sports fans listening at this point have tuned out. Yeah, like he should have known what he's getting into like when he's moving to Spurs. Bro. But yeah, I think it's going to be major salt if um, <laughs> Spurs salt. finish above. If Spurs finish above Arsenal at the end of the season, we're having like a recap. Spurs going to go belligerent. I think it's not going to be a very safe yeah, space I, that's for That's why all I didn't want to jinx it now. Like then you start calling us bottlers and. You guys lost to Spurs and all that kind but, of... But, oh, come on. Like, if they don't finish in the top four now, they are bottlers. No, the... no way. I wouldn't call them, like, the hot favourites for top four anyway. Like, I'll give that to Spurs. Let the, the, let the actual chokers have the position. Yeah, but but also, I think... I have, we haven't spoken about this, but... Arsenal have played a good 12 to 15 games lesser this season than... Yeah. No, 10 to 12, I'd say, not 12 15, but 10 to 12 games lesser, and they will be the fresher team heading into the, you know, the run in. So maybe, maybe, maybe that also makes a difference. That's the whole point of this reset here, no? Yeah, we, we, we did badly because we wanted to, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can we say the same now for the next? We're having a reset decade, okay, guys? We want to get the taste out of we, we We are too used to success. We wanted to lose for like fucking 23 years on the trot. Now nah, we go win. No, but I see what Poe's saying though. 
it it's, it's this is like detox da like it works because like it's the whole rinse and repeat cycle of getting into like trying to get into champions league but you don't then you get into europa and then eventually you don't even get into europa because you there's a freaking third league over there called conference league and that i do not want to get into that league okay this was a better much better option oh, than fuck can united play in conference league next season no right Seven. If you come, seven. no, I think West Ham have that. Uh, Wolves have that position. Can you give up your draw into the Conference League? Like, no, I don't want types. <laughs> If you come seventh, oh shit, dude, sorry. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Let's let's close uh, with uh, the last team in contention, United. What do you think are the chances of United, Akshat? And it's been a great episode, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Yeah. Is that no hope at all? Hey, fuck it, bro. <laughs> for top four, huh? That's chance, bro. Like, you guys have points on board. Like, even though you guys call yourself shit, you have points, points on board. Two is also points, bro. Two is also points. <laughs> no, but like it's not like as bad. Like at least in the table, it doesn't reflect like what exact state you you guys are in. I'll tell you right now, we're not even going to win three games in a row from now till the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, oh, it's in a row. Happen. In a row, I definitely don't see it happening. In total, if it were to happen, it would be great. How many games do we have left this season? We have nine games. We're not that bad, dude. But bro, yeah. are you are, no? Are you genuinely telling me three wins out of nine is that no, unforeseen? In a row. No, no. In a row is also not. I don't think in that's a row is definitely given. not happening. Yeah, but, but we are having will a, happen, bro. <laughs> I'm just Come like, on. okay, bro. Don't do that. Or this is <laughs> this is being we're publishing this to other human beings, bro. They also know. You know, <laughs> from those nine games, we're playing Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah, that's oh, and yeah. I think West Ham. Yeah, so we'll so, basically we'll win one if we can of those. Yeah, <laughs> we shouldn't be talking about United, dude. That is so. Genuinely, shouldn't. The, the, I I would say the only way United get in is if everyone does. A, oh, I don't want it this year. From like, but that's happened, you know. That's happened. Like yeah, at, at around this time of the season, the in the last couple not of seasons. Four. Yeah. Yeah, race for not top four started where every yeah. team was just dropping points left, right, and center. Nobody, and then suddenly West Ham came up and they're like, okay, we'll take it, and then they dropped off two at the end. Yep. Yep. So. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Uh, West Ham and Wolves are out, bro. No, it's between uh, the three other teams, mm. and you guys are still in the shout part. Yeah, even if you don't want to agree. Matt, no, I'm not denying. I think I am also still hopeful that we qualify for the Champions League. I just think it's such a far shout out, bro. And United yeah. are the team to qualify that fourth spot and lose out on the playoffs. You realize that, right? You realize there's that shame coming too <laughs> to my no, fucking club. No, four doesn't have playoffs, bro. Four has that. No, no, no. We're directly in. But Akshat, West Ham have the best chance of winning the Europa League. So if that happens, fourth has to play a qualifier like uh, playoffs, playoff games. Okay. Oh, otherwise no playoff. Huh? No, otherwise Barcelona, no playoff. Barcelona, Barcelona going to win the Europa League. Like no, I think West Ham playing really well. Oh, oh. Mm. more bold predictions coming in from mm. Oman. Interesting. West Ham winning the Europa League. Am I in an FM save? Am I a fucking <laughs> region? What is happening, bro? I don't know what's happening. Okay, we should wrap up. Yep. I have a story, boys. I have a story. Oh, crazy, crazy, crazy! It's story time with Akshat. Ta da 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 da.
yeah so today i'm going to talk um we spoke a little bit about chelsea's ownership situation i'm going to talk about an ownership uh, change which happened in 2009 which not a lot of us would have heard of i'm talking about notts county okay who were then in league 2 now um notts county were He's smiling already <laughs> So North County have have not been a force to reckon with let's just say that <laughs> not been a force to reckon with what a way to describe the team that is not So they, they had almost 2 years in administration uh in 2003 2004 and they haven't fin- they had not in 2009 they had not finished uh up in the top half of league 2 for like the last 4 5 years right and then all of a sudden uh this one dude called russell king comes in and buys the club and apparently this guy is backed with insane amounts of money i'm talking about dirty middle eastern money and lords county nice. couldn't believe that bro, bro, they, they wait, were like wait, i need to clarify that he's not talking about the culture of the people in terms of the money being dirty and from the middle east he's talking about corrupted oil money because that was a pretty strong statement to say dirty what, middle east is, money bro <laughs> like, meant, okay it's like, i meant oh, dirty oh, money that. from the middle east is what that's, i meant <laughs> i want to clarify <laughs> i'm like holy shit bro <laughs> little hate speech going on here <laughs> no no i apologize for my phrasing <laughs> but okay but, so so the thing is that immediately they they made they made the right moves right and the fans got really excited they made sven goran eriksson their director of football mm-hmm. which at that time he was still a pretty big name in football right england manager city manager and things like that then uh, they they decided to grab a goalkeeper kasper schmeichel kasper schmeichel actually played for notts county he was a really really promising player to play at that level Oh, do you know which defender they signed? They convinced to get out of retirement. Convinced to get out of retirement. Which year was this? Sol Campbell. Oh, must madness. Yeah, and they they the rumors were going crazy, right? Because this is again like extremely extremely rich owners. So the rumors are going crazy. They're like, oh, there were rumors of Beckham, Beckham moving to North County, and Beckham when he was asked directly about it, he said. There's a few options. Let's put it that way. So craziness, okay? Absolutely craziness. That's the equivalent of Neymar signing for Newcastle next season. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Pretty much. Now, the guy who had taken over this whole thing, right? Russell King. Turns out that he had managed to take over half a London investment bank. by making false claims that he was managing the sovereign wealth of the bahrain royal family hmm. using a bank guarantee from the same fucking bank which turned out to be absolutely worthless then at the same time what he did is he established what he claimed <laughs> was a huge international mining company and secured the deal with the north korean regime to mine the country's mineral wealth including gold and coal i'm sorry what <laughs> what is happening bro this is just one dude making these claims completely falsifying his entire wealth his entire fucking wealth and it was all a fraud 
all of it all of it was a fraud the whole thing was he was going to pull a stock market listing as one of these fake companies basically a uh, pump that that cashed through his roof the valuation through the roof and then run yeah, away with all the money makes sense bro the current crypto market <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so um so yeah i mean obviously he was found out by some investigative <laughs> journalist and the reason, the way they actually found out was that he had taken one false car lease like in the 1990s and that <laughs> made him made them investigate his character and then they they just saw how deep the rabbit hole goes but i just oh, think this guy is like fucking crazy dude <laughs> like but did he get to own the club for any period of time dude so his whole plan was to use his owning the club as a chance to create interest to drive the stock market ipo which was coming out a little bit sooner this whole conspiracy was just to make this guy seem like he's richer than he is so he can sell more of his shares well thought of though yeah yeah intricate wow yeah i mean if akshat is talking about it on a podcast in 2022 and we're giggling is it really well thought of i don't know bro <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah wow the lens people go to but freaking imagine if he got back him to sign also like he made a Can you imagine? like all star team in league 2 and then everyone finds out that this man's a fraud oh that would have been interesting yeah beckham finds out that he's probably more wealthy than the owner itself <laughs> <laughs> oh and there's a small snippet from the news article which i'm just going to read out this is about sven goran eriksson okay Eriksson told us in October 2009 he was persuaded by Russell King to go with him to North Korea where regime officials mm. asked him whether he could fix them a good group for the 2010 World Cup. <laughs> he tells us he struggled to make them believe this was out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Ha, huh, he's a manager. No, he can do things for us. Come, <laughs> we'll ask him." <laughs> this is leaving me in absolute a state of awe <laughs> yeah it's an insane story <laughs> i'm just googling russell king right now and bro this guy this guy totally looks the part like <laughs> no surprises there okay anyway that was a good story um it brings us to the end of our episode thank you guys for uh, listening to the end thank you akshat vaishnav and for for making time out and making this happen um do spread some love do share our podcast with your fellow football fans and we hope to catch you real soon have a good one bye